Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today is episode 567. Look at Romans chapter 15, verses 30 through 33. Let's read our passage. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, through our Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in prayers to God on my behalf. Pray that I may be rescued from the unbelievers in Judea, that my ministry to Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, and that by God's will I may come to you with joy and be refreshed together with you. May the God of peace be with all of you. Amen. Well, Paul's wrapping up chapter 15 here with a request for the Romans to pray for him, and he has a little prayer for them. He begins in verse 30. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters. Notice he doesn't say, pray for me. He doesn't even say, I ask you to pray for me. I request you to pray for me. It's a much stronger word. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters. That's a pretty strong request. He asks them to strive together with him in prayers. So again, it's not just pray. It is, I appeal for you to pray with me. And I ask you to strive with me. Strive is almost an athletic term for for wrestling or fighting. It's more than just simple praying. It is a a lot of effort in prayer. And it's through the Lord Jesus Christ, through the love of the Spirit. And we see in this request, he actually includes the entire Trinity. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, through the love of the Spirit, praying to God. And he goes on verse 31. He gives them some instructions of what to pray about. Pray that I may be rescued from the unbelievers in Judea and that my ministry to Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints. So there's two separate pieces to this request for prayer. First is dealing with unbelievers. Pray that I may be rescued from unbelievers in Judea. Well, who would the unbelievers that he is to be rescued from be? Well, he's talking about the Jews the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem who are not Christians. So just the regular Jews, non-Christian Jews, these are unbelievers. They don't believe Jesus Christ. And they are the ones that are going to be hostile to him. He knows that. He's developed a reputation. So if he shows up in Jerusalem, there's, there's going to be some pushback. In fact, the fellow Christians in Jerusalem come up with a scheme to try and make Paul look more acceptable to the Jews. In Jerusalem, he's going to sponsor a couple of guys who've taken a vow. And when they go to present themselves at the temple, Paul's going to go with them and pay their tax. And all of that is to make Paul look really Jewish, to make him more acceptable in the eyes of the local Jewish people. But he also asked that his ministry to Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints. Why would it not be acceptable to the saints? The saints would be the believers in Jerusalem. And the majority of them are Jews. So the Jewish Christians in Jerusalem. Why would it be a challenge with Paul showing up with a a lot of money for them? Well, he doesn't say, but likely the unbelieving Jews might be putting pressure on the Christian Jews with respect to this collection, that this is coming from those churches out there in Europe, in Greece. 
who they, they totally rejected the Mosaic law. They're a law-free group of people. And to accept this money from them might unduly tie you to them. Remember in 2 Corinthians, that was the letter we last looked at before looking at Romans, Paul dealt with this issue of these super apostles in Corinth. Now, Paul is in Corinth now, shortly after writing 2 Corinthians. So this is an ongoing issue. These super apostles that were in Corinth were from Jerusalem. They were allegedly Christian Jews, but they were pushing for people to have to adopt Jewish practices. We call them Judaizers, the, the people demanding that, no, you cannot totally abandon Judaism. Even the Gentiles have to become Jews in order to really be Christians. So that's the kind of people he's afraid he's going to be dealing with, some of these very conservative Christian Jews who were still clinging to a lot of the practices of Judaism. So if they are swaying the people of the church in Jerusalem, then they may actually reject this collection that he's bringing. It goes on verse 32. So, if all these things happen, he says, and that by God's will, I may come to you with joy and be refreshed together with you. He wants to get through this challenge of Jerusalem so they can go on to Rome, continue with his ministry, spend a little bit of time in Rome, then go on to Spain, where he's, it's his real call is to go to Spain to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. But we know from the book of Acts what actually happens when Paul goes to Jerusalem with the collection. The unbelieving Jews are going to try and kill him because they're going to raise a lot of false accusations uh, about him. And so the mob's going to try and kill him. He's going to be rescued by Roman soldiers, but held in custody by the Roman soldiers as the Jewish leaders make demands about Paul being turned over so they can hold a trial for him. They get when there's a plot to assassinate him, and so the Roman soldiers send Paul to Caesarea, where he is held for two years as a prisoner by the Roman governor. Then he does actually go to Rome as a prisoner. So Paul does go to Rome. Paul is rescued from the unbelievers. Not in any way that he really is anticipating now, but it's interesting how God does answer these prayers. You see the, some of the strength of the language here. Paul often closes his letters with requests for prayer. Pray that I may share the gospel. Pray that I may be bold enough to share the gospel. Pray for me, for my ministry. Those are generally the way that Paul asks for prayer. This one's so strongly worded. I appeal to you to strive together with me in prayer. Paul seems to have a lot of worry about what's going to happen in Jerusalem. And as it turns out, with good reason, he's concerned about his reception with the unbelieving Jews. And that turns out to be the biggest problem. He's concerned about the reception from the believing Jews, from the Christian Jews. Turns out they do accept him and they do seem to accept the offering. So that part of it goes well. Paul is rescued and Paul is taken to Rome, but in conditions far different than what he would have anticipated. So Paul's closing out his letter here. This is his 
appeal to them for prayer. And he has a, a closing prayer in verse 33. May the God of peace be with all of you. Amen. So Paul actually has a, a bit of prayer for the people of Rome. That finishes chapter 15. So all that's left now is chapter 16, where Paul will talk about some of the people he knows and the people that are with him, and then close out the letter with a conclusion. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Romans.